Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, girl. <laughs> Already with the shit. Already. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Grown Up Gay with your boy Vaughn and Malik featuring Featuring a very special guest, our friend Wesley. Oh. Um and okay. I, we have another very, very special guest. Mr. Nico Cartel. Hey. Yes. What's up, Nico? Okay. Let's all get caught up really quickly. How's everyone's week been? Nico, you want to go first? <sighs> we get to your week. Malik, you go <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Jesus. My week's been amazing, you guys. Still celebrating St. Malik Day weekend. Still Girl, celebrating Malik Khalid Day celebration. Still celebrating Malik Khalid Yoga celebration. This is the celebration of myself because... I'm that bitch. Period. And I can do that, period. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I just feel really illustrious. I feel really magical. Oh, illustrious. All right. Because she is coming with the SAT word. I tell myself <laughs> that I tell myself that this time around when I turned twenty eight, I was going to just give and I've I turned twenty eight more than once. You said this time <laughs> around. I I'm may, sorry. I may, have your moment. I may be 28 again next year. <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to be 28. I, I, <laughs> good and ready. <laughs> I, I, I may not ever turn 30. Who knows? But um, my week's been, it, it's been awesome. Um, good. Yeah. October has been amazing. So. Happy birthday. Thank you, Fran. And our dear, 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 dear Vaughn. His birthday's coming up very soon. Scorpio nice. season is around the corner. Wait, October you're a Scorpio? 29th. October 29th. Oh, Scorpio. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, Actually, Vaughn Appreciation Month. Um, <clears throat> whether oh. <laughs> whether uh, the powers that be, you know, see it for me or not, it's still Vaughn Appreciation Month. Um, I am accepting cash apps. Um, mm-hmm. Put the put the name. Um, drop the it? drop it. Dollar sign. Dollar sign V A U N B R O. Okay. You know, if you want to bless your boy mm-hmm. with uh, hundreds, fifties, I'll take twenties as well. I don't want your nudes. Keep those to yourself. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I've been good. I've been. Um, prospering trying to get the fuck out of my job because uh-oh fuck that place honestly <sighs> with like a hard dick oh. no lube that's, oh an, awesome, that's um, an awful place to be yeah <laughs> um listen mm-hmm. okay um but yeah that, that's how my week has been wesley friend oh, introduce hey. yourself to the audience tell everyone yes. who you are hey y'all what's up um it's wesley wesley lately on instagram w-e-s-l-e-y-l-a-t-e-l-y and um I just like I had a good week. It's been busy. It's been very, very busy. You're always on the go. <sighs> this girl I do a lot. Listen, frequent flyer. I do a lot. Oh no, it ain't on miles. It ain't on miles. Oh, you gotta no, because uh, I'm on. Uh, uh, um, okay, <laughs> I know. I have no problem telling people. I have no problem telling people. I have benefits. I have benefits, <laughs> and I can fly for free whenever I want. Whenever, to. whenever I want. Let the girls think you just whatever. I do have it like that's, that because I'm still there. That's the game, <laughs> and they're not. So, period. <laughs> Next, um, but no, my week has been good, but busy. I had a conference for work earlier this week, and then yesterday I had a job interview, which I think like hopefully it went well. I think I don't know. It I've went well. Like, I've had it went well. <clears throat> Damn. I, I, I interview excellently, though. Okay. I must Oh, we sure you do. Yeah. We're sure I get you all have... the jobs. They just don't pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> they want it all without, you know, coughing up the mm-hmm. And listen, 
I'm a girl, you gotta wine and dine. <laughs> yeah. The legs don't open that easily. Period. So, yeah, not for the free. (laughs) See some cash. Exactly. Period. And that's going to make. Okay, let me start. No, keep going. Keep going. going. It's your turn, anyway. Nico, how was your week? (laughs) Um, Yeah, we want to hear what happened. My week has been very long. It's been stressful. It's been. I've been going through a slew of emotions because, you know, like that whole situation, I went into it like. Y'all know. We'll discuss. Yeah, we'll yeah, get into but, that. Um, it's just, I was just telling Vaughn earlier, like, at, we, at first, like, last week, I started off very, like, sad and, like, confused and, like, disappointed, but now I'm entering my stage of rage. Oh. Mm. And I feel like I'm just mad, and I have every right to be, so. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to get to that on the show. Yeah. Um, first, we want to say thank you, Nico, for joining mm-hmm. us so much. Thank you uh, for having me. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we're going to have a fun episode, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. I know it's been a little while, Tuts. but we are back with a jump off. It's been three um, weeks. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, we're going to have a really fun episode. We're going to interview Nico, ask him a lot of questions because we're all young creatives here doing, uh, trying to do our thing in the city. Um, and Nico is one of them that is not only trying to do it, but he's doing the fuck out of it. So <laughs> with that, with that being said, uh, this week, we're not doing the usual touch up on celebrity topics. Uh, we just want to have a really good conversation because a fucking celebrities uh, and B, we have things to talk about. So with that being said, we're going to jump straight into it. So who is Nico Cartel? Um, Nico Cartel is just a little brown boy from the South, you know, always had like We're in the major South. West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. Um, Listen, Florida, Florida niggas. <laughs> Florida niggas. Yes. Um, the home of Trina, Trick Daddy, yes. you know, oh my. the city girl. South Florida. You know. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I've always had like major dreams for myself. It's just, I never really knew how to, you know, do any, do anything simply due to the fact that like. When you come from the South, you don't really hear people making it out like being a creative director, like being a photographer, mm-hmm. like a right. painter or a sculptor. You know, shit like that. Right, creative Can shit. Can here? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you know, shit like that. So, um, to come up out of the South and be like a photographer, be a creative, be something that not being a artist or like being like a, a athlete, you know, coming up out of the South, it was like really major. Right. You know, I'm one of the people a part of the third generation in my family that has, like, a high school diploma that's wow. actually, like, trying to, like, wow. do something for themselves. So, you know, I came from a very, you know, toxic living situation. It was very abusive. And, you know, now that I'm out of that house and I'm in New York, like, doing my own thing, um, my situation with my family is a lot healthier now. Like, I have a healthier relationship with them. We talk, like, all the time now. Yeah. Like, we talk personally. Which is crazy. Every time you tweet about yeah. it, I'm like, wow, I'm gross. like, uh, my uh-huh. aunt texted me, like, a few weeks ago. and was just like, I really need to talk to you because I'm going through some stuff. And I'm like... Me? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to me about right. this? It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, what? And we sat on the phone for, like, two hours, you know? Wow. So it's just like, um, yeah, basically a little brown boy from the South. Didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do with life. But now they're just, like, in the city and figuring it out. Speaking of the city, uh, what is it about New York that spoke to you so much that made you say, look, because if you guys don't know Nico's story, he because Nico's only 21 and he just decided you're 22. Oh, you just your birthday just passed. You and you decided like you're a baby. You decided (laughs) like, okay, I'm going to drop all this shit. I'm going to pack pack my bags and I'm moving to New York. You didn't have like a lengthy process. There wasn't like, let me save, take two years and save. You really just did it. Yeah. What is it about New York that spoke to you that much to me? Because listen, I've always wanted to do that, but I was like, the way these bills are set up. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, since I was like 13, 12, 13 years old, I saw a movie. I don't know. It's not. It's like really corny. Go ahead. Tell um, your corny story. Home Alone, right. the Christmas <laughs> edition when he like got yes. lost, lost in New York. City. Lost in New York. That was like my thing that inspired me. And Whoa. I was like, was it wasn't New New Jack City shot here too? Girl, don't stop me lying. I can't remember. Right. I don't, I don't think I've ever <laughs> My seen uncle, he was like hella into I've that movie. I've seen it before, but I can't tell you what was shot. Yeah, he was Dead Presidents too. Like he was like, uh, I, I grew up on movies. I was right. a big film geek, so I used to watch a lot of movies that were shot here in New York. And I was just like, wow, I cannot wait to move here. Like this is mm. a dream for me. Yeah, and um, I've. I've manifested this whole thing into my life. And I feel like in order to manifest and in order to get good things in your life, you have to be repetitive and mm-hmm. you have to constantly talk about it. Yeah. And Ooh, talk I about it to that. yourself, talk mm-hmm. about it to your people around you, right. it's a practice. your classmates, it your coworkers. Yeah. You have to talk about it so much that mm-hmm. it annoys them and to the point that they start to believe it just as much as you would. Amen. That's, it. That's a word. <laughs> that oh my God. A word. Make that a sound bite, <laughs> someone. Applause. <laughs> <laughs> Sickening. That's a word. Um, <laughs> I believe, like, my ninth to twelfth grade year of high school, like, that was all I talked about was, like, moving right. to New York and being an artist. And, you know, if you would have told me four years ago that it would have happened this early, I was like, oh, I'm going to be in New York by the time I'm, like, 26. I was always Hi. like, yeah. And if you would have told me four years ago that this would be my life, that I would have moved to New York and I would have worked with, like, Kirby Jean Raymond and, like, Sierra and like Rihanna and stuff mm. like that. That mm-hmm. shit speaking probably would have just like. Speaking of, let me dote on on Nico for a second. Girl, so gas I, her. I completely gas forgot her. to add that gas we went to the, uh, the Rihanna, uh, the Fenty book event um, at the Guggenheim. At the Guggenheim. Period. Um, and when we were there, Nico <coughs> actually like he and Rihanna spoke for a moment. They had like an inter. What's what's the word I'm looking interaction? for? They had an interaction. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had like a little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like talking to her? Because I was there, but I didn't get the chance to speak to her at the event. Um, it was surreal because you know, I was young and I was stupid, and I've like said things on the internet and I've said like a lot of trash shit. But you know, I've always loved Rihanna. Right. Like if you ask my cousins back in '07 when she dropped Umbrella, that that was literally my standing moment. Right. Literally blasting it through the stereo through the house while cleaning. When she performed it at the VMAs yes. that one year, yeah. that was a gag. Yeah. That was a whole gag. <laughs> so, like, I've always loved Rihanna. And like I said, if you would have told me four years ago that that would have been a moment that, like, I would have had with her, it would have been crazy. But um, basically, um, I met Jaleel, I met Jaleel at the Fenty. By Webster. the way, Jaleel, like, stands. He came up to Nico and was like, oh, my God. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm just letting y'all know he's really out here. Nico's yeah. really mm-hmm. out here. I um, met Let me Jaleel. know who I'm sitting in the room with. Let me know. Let me know who I'm sitting in the room with. I uh, I met Jaleel at the Webster, the the Fenty Webster, the thing she yes. did at Webster Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the launch or whatever, and um, we had a moment. I took some pictures of him and I introduced myself. I was like, "Hey, I'm Nico Cartel. You know, it's so nice to finally meet you." He was like, "Oh, I know exactly who you are. Like, right. I've seen your work around a lot before." Girls, and I was awesome. like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "You know, you can't be weird around these people. You can't like spaz yeah, out, right? Like, yeah, you know, right." So I was like, "Oh." <laughs> thanks or whatever and he was like what's your Instagram so like we connected through Instagram or whatever and um, yeah like when I saw Rihanna I originally ran into Mel um, Melissa Ford her best friend mm-hmm. I was like hey girl like what's up what you been up to like we had a little moment or whatever and like she came up was it yeah, after her speech after, it was yeah. after her speech and like you know it's Rihanna so she's like walking through the crowd and like it's a frenzy or whatever Swarms. and I looked over at Melissa and I was like Mel I need a moment 
I just need two seconds, please. And she was like, I got you, I got you. Just hold on. <laughs> so um, she was just like, yeah. She was like, Rob, Rob, Rob. Like, Rob, the boy with the orange hair. You know him? She was like, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah. She was like, hey, boy. And I was like, hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, like, reached out and, like, we we, we grabbed each other's hands because it was, like, a big, tall girl standing in front of me. There were so many people. Like, hey, like I was over her and she was like hey and I'm like it was just that was just <laughs> like crazy and, and then she reached through the girl yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't want to talk to you right. Right. Sweetheart. Yeah. Sweetheart. this person Sweetheart. Like, you please move, move. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah Dead. after that moment um Jalil, I guess he was like going through the crowd and like he right. ran into me. He was like, Oh my god, hi, it's so nice to see you. And yeah. like we gave each other a hug. I was like, Bitch, you look good. His, 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 by the way, his fit was fire. As fuck. I don't know. Jaleel he was wearing like leather. From, like, yes, it was like a leather toe. head to toe. And I always but it tell was people, like a, a scar face. Like, you know yes. how Tony Montana mm. was like dressed? It was like, you it was, listen, them chino, it was like, like boss. It was right. real because crazy. That's how you know you have money. Yeah. Tailored leather? Yeah. Coin. It was crazy. And I was like, bitch, you look good. He was like, thank you. I'm going to see you around again and what whatnot. So yeah. that was like without that night. I, that was the night of the, the emo black thought thing. Right. We're and I originally was going to just like give my ticket to somebody else because I was like, I can't yeah. be seen. And I was like, like nigga, you better go now. because you're yeah. the reason why I spent that 180. <laughs> so <laughs> I you to go. I'm um, actually very glad I went. So. Um, well, what has moving to New York taught you about yourself? What have you learned um, about yeah. Um, since I moved to New York, I was almost homeless twice. Mm. Uh, I was living out of Airbnbs for like a week and a half. Um, literally going from job to job. Because, you know, in New York, it's hard to find like a stable job. Absolutely. So I was like doing staffing agencies and like. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um I was working through, like, staffing agencies and stuff like that. So it was really hard for me to find, like, a consistent job. I would have, like, a job here for four months, and then for three months I'd be at this job, and then right. two months I'll be here, and then another month I'll be here. It was just very stressful. And then, like, the living situation, I was dealing with, like, a scamming-ass landlord. Mm. So it was, like, terrible. So common here in New York. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. So, like, yeah. um, I was, like, um, I was homeless twice, almost homeless twice, and, um... It's situations like that I look back and I'm like, wow, like, I'm still here, like, two years. October 6th mm-hmm. made two years for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, it's situations like that that I made it through where I'm just like, wow, like, I easily could have been back in Florida right yeah. now. Yeah. Listen. Like, living mm-hmm. under an umbrella of security. But I'm just like, I'm still here, like, yeah. risking it T-shirt every day. Down. <laughs> that that is, is the journey. crazy. It's, the journey. Like, yeah. it's, it's really insane. This um, city is not for the faint at heart. I know. tell people all the time. Like, I had I had a moment like that not too long ago because when I first moved here mm-hmm. I took a screenshot <coughs> of my bank account I, I keep going back and forth of whether or not I'm going to like tell this testimony to people you but should. I feel like I should but I literally had $16 to my name mm-hmm. I took a screenshot of my bank account when I like first moved here mm-hmm. I got cleaned out when I moved here Damn. and I was like bitch I can't even afford no spaghetti right now <laughs> like <laughs> and if you, take the, if you go to the um, store with your tail far bag and just take the sauce <laughs> and just boost <laughs> 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 the, girls, the girls are with skin with the, the girls is boosting yeah. not with yeah. the tail far <laughs> they call it the Brooklyn Brookshire <laughs> now or something like that <laughs> oh, Brooklyn Birkin that's what they call oh, the Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn Birkin yeah, that's exactly yeah. all the girls get a little tail far bag but the bags is too big for me I'm just like I need the medium but that long joint bitch be down to your knees anyway i totally agree with that because I, I did the same thing i like manifested being in new york 
for forever. Mm-hmm. And I used to live in Chicago, but I was like, I want to live in New York. I'm mm-hmm. tired of this. And yeah. here we are. Yeah. Here we Everyone are. is. New York is a place. It will definitely test you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, your strength and your, like, your, your mental health. But it's just like... It's very cliche when they do say, like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere else. Yeah, it's real. That's true. Like, no, it if is. you can make it in New York, yeah. you can move to Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Middle East. <laughs> like, I don't know about Iran. <laughs> okay, I'm a little too gay for Iran. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. Bro. Uh, I'll be fighting every day. Yeah, don't be <laughs> your ass, okay? I don't have okay. time. Um, but with, with all those hardships, you've still stayed because of your love for, t- for photography. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you fall in love with photography? Like, what made little Nico like falling over with cameras and taking pictures and that whole process um I was a geek in school like history class was like honestly my favorite class to be in because you learn about other than just like you know the typical like American culture like I would look through the history books and I would see the photographs of like the people in the war and like the people um, out and about in the city like back in the 1960s and you know stuff like that and that's originally where I got my love for photography from Mm. and then when the whole iPhone photography became like a trend Mm -hmm. when like the iPhone 5S came out because it was it was a good camera shot on an iPhone yeah Yeah, you were that campaign (laughs) that was um, originally how I got started off in photography and after doing that for about four years on your phone on my phone yeah wow. after about four years i lost all the pictures because i ended up upgrading my phone one time and forgot to um back it up so like all my old school like um like iphone photography photos right. i don't even have those anymore so Damn. it's kind of crazy Damn. but um yeah that's originally how i got started off was iphone photography when that was like a huge tumblr trend and stuff like yeah. that and then after about four years of doing that i believe in 2017 i got my tax return for my job that i was working at at the time mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah i'm just gonna invest in some first like a professional camera so yes I, investment um, <laughs> i spent my whole i got like 1500 dollars back that year because that was like my first time having like a consistent job back in florida and i got like 1500 and by the time i was done buying everything and doing all that i had like a good like 150 left over because mm-hmm. i invested in the lens and yeah know, cameras are camera. not cheap they aren't yeah not, not a good one mm-hmm. so yeah. that was like originally what i did and Do you I still just, have the camera that you bought i still have it to this very day i still use it yeah. um i mainly venture into like medium format film now but okay. i still use it when i need to but um yeah, I started off, like, when I got the camera, I went out. It was, like, a really rainy day, so it was, like, gloomy and, like, really ugly outside. But I just went and took, like, a bunch of sample photos. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, a line in the road. I remember that. Like, yeah, it was, like, a you know those yellow lines in the yeah. road? Yeah. It was, like, I took a picture of that. I took a picture of, like, um, water dripping off of, like, a plant. Mm-hmm. And then it was a picture of, like, water dripping off of, like, a Camaro. And I took, like, a picture of the rear end light. And I went home and I met, I edited it and I posted it on Twitter and it got like two K like wow. what? I was like whoa! <laughs> like I didn't viral. expect that. <laughs> yeah, and it was like you remember that yeah, day? It I was do. really weird. Yeah. And I was like, wow! Like you guys really like this? So <laughs> that was eventually I started reaching out to like modeling agencies to work with models. Um, that same year, I shot with a model from Wilhelmina, mm-hmm. and I got featured on their homepage. Wow! That same year, and then I did an interview for um, a really major online magazine that year. And then um, 
my living situation just got really, really bad. And I was just like, I'm so sick of this shit. So mm-hmm. um, I was talking to a friend. Her name is Imani. You met her before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I basically explained to her what was like going on at home. And like she was just like, yeah, I'm going to call you back in like 20 minutes. My mom just got home. So she called me back while I was on my lunch break. And she was like, yeah, so my mom said you can come stay with us if you want. Oh, oh wow. that's amazing. That was amazing. That was it. That and was a blessing. I wrote my two-week um, resignation. I wrote my two-week notice. I typed it up on the computer. Um, and I gave him my, resina- my resignation letter. I gave out three copies, one to my assistant manager, one to my manager, and then one to somebody who worked in HR. And, um, yeah, it was a really sad time because I was at that job for, like, three years. And mm-hmm. they really did not want me to leave. Like, the CEO of the company, like, he was just like, if you oh, can get wow. out of that house, like, I'll offer you this X amount of money to get you an apartment. What was your uh, biggest fear about giving it all up? Because it's just, when you are so accustomed to something, like, for 19 years of your life, I was 19 at the time. So mm-hmm. it's like, when you're so accustomed to just, like, this umbrella of security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that you're in a toxic living environment, despite the fact that, like, you're dealing with, like, fucked up situations every day. So I was abandoning an umbrella of security to step out into, like, the real world on my own right. at the age of 19, not knowing what the hell I was doing. Leaving right. all that comfort yeah. behind for right. the so, hustle and bustle of New York. Right. It's much like, easier to, is, go, to go with ooh, the devil that you know versus listen, the devil that you don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was really just challenging everything that I knew in my life at that time, and it was very scary, but... Had to do it. I did it. I had, had to. to do it. Did I... What, am I talking too much? No, you're good. Okay. You're good. Okay. <laughs> you're being interviewed, friend. Right. This is what's up. Because I feel all of my questions are with y'all. I can gather what I need to. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, 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 ha- you have had a lot of success, like, in the still the very early stages of your career. Um, but for you, what was the first moment when you were like... Okay, well, um, it was when, believe it or not, like when I shot Sierra, mm-hmm. and like the, the first feedback, time, or the second time, the second time, the second time. Um, shoot, I did shoot with her twice. Okay, but yeah, when I shot with her the second time, and she was wearing like an off-white like jumpsuit, and it was like kind of like Matrix theme, mm-hmm. yeah, like the gloves and, and stuff. Yeah. Like oh, I remember those. Yeah, I was just, mm-hmm. I honestly like. I don't know what compelled, because that was, like, the beginning of Fashion Week. So, I don't Mm -hmm. know what compelled me to, like, text her manager and be like, hey, you know, if you guys are doing anything, you know, I would love to be a part of it. Close mouths. Don't get fed. Yeah. So, she was like, oh, yeah, you actually just hit us up at the right time. We'll be in the city tomorrow. So, she was like, yeah, just meet us at the hotel. And um, she has to go to Harlem Fashion Row. So, it would be good if we can just get, like, a few, like, quick little shots of her. That whole shoot, we did that in like two minutes, like wow. right outside her hotel. Like <laughs> literally, we walked across the street and then boom, 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 boom. Right. And I got like, I got like eighty pictures, and out of those eighty pictures, it was like a good like ten that were right. good. Mm-hmm. So um, we did that, and um, I sent her the final edits back, and then she was like, "Yeah, just post after me." So I posted after her, and like, I didn't expect that to do as well as it did. No, I didn't like, so I'm gonna, me. I'm gonna tell y'all the real guy. He doesn't want to say this because he's like real political. Oh, but uh-uh. um. When he posted, well, when the pictures were posted on Twitter, at least he wasn't tagged in the pictures, and I had even had to text him like, "Nigga, people really stand for you because everyone was retweeting her and being like, shot by Nico <laughs> Cartel, photos <laughs> by Nico Cartel, shout out to Nico Cartel." Like it was all like all the traction was giving him credit, yeah, for mm. for the photos and like his collage of the photos went far more viral than hers did. So even for me, like as someone that's literally watched you from like being in South Florida to like the whole journey. That was the first time where even I had to be like, wait a damn minute. Like Nico has 
stands. Like people he really fuck with this man. Like, <laughs> really, really. So. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> so own it, own it, own it. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something that this girl <laughs> told me once. And that was this is really random. I went to this party and this girl she called herself a witch, Ooh. and I was just like, okay. And, <laughs> and so we're just having like a conversation. And so she, we were just talking about some random shit, and then she was like, I want to tell you something, and I was like, okay. She was like, you like I know this may be weird or whatever, but like. I feel like you are not really feeling like living in your true like full light. Mm. Like you were meant to be like something like I don't know like what exactly it is, but I just know that you are not like really living in your full like potential and moment mm. right now. But you're gonna be something big, and you just need to step into that mm. and like don't be afraid of that and don't run from that. Mm-hmm. Don't run from that. So if you that. do some shit, don't yeah, I did it. Hello, my name is here. Bam. Period. Nico Cartel. Period. So with with that being said, if what would for you be like your dream shoot? If the money was no option, if status was no option, if access, if there were no bars or no limitations on what you could do, who and what would be like your dream shoot? I don't want to say who because, you know, people are going to be listening and Mm -hmm. I don't want to give away too many ideas. Right. But, um... Two, there's two dream shoots that I really want to do. Because the girls do copy his swag already. Oh, oh yeah. He's so problematic. Why I mean, so listen, problematic? if somebody's hot, bitch, you know the hoes going to be looking, trying to just <laughs> right. see what they can cut and paste. <laughs> listen, <laughs> copy, cut, and paste. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, I have two dream shoots that I really want to do. I do. I want to do one where I go to Jamaica mm-hmm. and um, we like just do like it's like a progressive story. The looks, the hairstyles, the makeup, all of that. Um, we start off in like a like like a building like an abandoned building and we like turn it out and turn it into like a mini studio and then we go into the streets and we shoot in the streets and then from the streets we go to like a waterfall and mm-hmm. like we shoot inside Duns of like River. a waterfall that sounds yeah. sickening so um, I when I do that I, I know who to reach out to because they know location I got you and then my second shoot I really want to shoot in the um, Palace of Versailles in Ooh. Paris oh. mm. so beautiful I just really mm. want to just because mm-hmm. it's so big it's mm-hmm. so many acres it's so many corners inches centimeters of that like that right. space in that place so yeah. yeah if i can just have like, like if i work with a production company or something like that i can just i want to just shut that whole place down and just shoot for hours and hours there and just mm-hmm. get like hundreds and hundreds of images yeah you can literally inches. shoot a whole magazine spread yeah for yeah <laughs> and i eventually want to also shoot like because i eventually want to get into film so right now I'm still in still, but I want to eventually get into film. So I would love to shoot like a movie in the Palace of Versailles and mm, also in like fire. Jamaica. And I also really want to um, go to like Guatemala and shoot like a movie. Interesting. There. So, Why Guatemala? Because it's just I, I grew up like, you know, in South Florida, there's a lot of Haitians, you know, uh-huh. Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. So I went to a middle school that was like predominantly black and Spanish. Mm. So um, I, you know, had friends that were, you know, from Mexico, Guatemala, um, Honduras and stuff like that. And they would always show me like photos of like when they went on vacation. You know, they would Mm. have, you know, when you were in middle school, you had the little binders with the clear fronts and they used to put like little stuff Mm -hmm. in front of it. So a lot of them, they used to put like Polaroid pictures and like, Mm. you know, the the Kodak printed. Oh, that is so 90s. Yeah, so, you know, (laughs) I just grew up like being inspired by a lot of my friends, like people that I hung out with. So Honduras is like on my, like, Honduras and like Guatemala are like on on my list. Mm. Those are gorgeous places to shoot. The people are beautiful there too. You've been? No, but I know Honduran oh, people. Okay, okay, um, okay, yeah, yeah. 
I I got a lot that I want to do, but yeah. no, I can't really say too can't much. Can't give you girls. Right. With that being said, you kind of touched on this earlier. Uh, you've had some controversy lately in regards to the whole emo black thought uh, paper magazine scandal, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, what did that whole ordeal teach you? Before we get, can we get a recap of it? Oh, or is that like very quickly? Yeah, emo black thought was essentially <laughs> like tw- black Twitter's homegirl. Like all the, that's how I always looked at it. It was like, if, if, if black Twitter had like a progressive queer cousin, Mm. it was emo black thought. So it's like the queer version of Amanda Seals. Mm. Not as annoying. Mm. Okay. Mm. More like, like around, like literally like you're around the way homegirl. Like that's how it came across, but queer and progressive and they, uh, he, she, it, they would give out advice, (laughs) would, uh, remind people to, you know, you know, wear sunscreen, you know, they would talk about, you know, stuff for their periods, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the account had a, uh, had a massive following, it had like almost 200,000 followers. Um, it was just a very popular, it was always had viral tweets, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it came out, there was a paper magazine spread that came out and it was like the unveiling of emo black thought. And then there was this, uh, light skin gym gay. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of people were like, um, <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, what is what is security? <laughs> um, and uh, of course, it caused a lot of controversy because the majority of the people following the account had assumed it was either a group of women or a woman that was behind the account because they talked about periods and all these different things. Um, and then come to find out, it's just a, a man, nigga, a nigga, a cisgender man at that. Not even like like you know queer non-binary or anything like that just a Mm. cisgender queer gym gay so and and then when the the spread came out of course there was a lot of controversy there were a lot of think pieces there were a lot of threads there were a lot of uh just a lot of drama everyone giving their opinion there was some exposing people were trying to drag uh Uh nico people were trying to drag um farron who styled it uh and gene andrea fuji if you will Mm. um so with Nico being involved, of course, it ha- it took a toll on him. So I want to let you tell what that ordeal taught you, like what that whole situation was like for you. Um, that whole ordeal taught me that nobody will protect you like yourself. Hey, man. Mm. Mm. Because mm. throughout that whole entire situation, nobody like defended me. Nobody said like, hey, Nico was brought into this at the last minute. And he didn't know what was going on. Like nobody said What that. was your, how, how did you get introduced to Emo Black Thought? Like, um, about three years ago like before I even started doing like creative stuff it was just an account that I followed they didn't even follow me back at the time like when I originally started following them they Mm -hmm. started following me back when I like got like traction and stuff for like my work and um that was about two years ago when they followed me back and you know that platform was somebody some that was a platform that was very um supportive of me like I didn't ask them to retweet my stuff I never asked them to include me in their creatives to know or like creatives to follow threads like that was a platform that always showed me genuine support I never had to ask for it so um when I was reached out by the account to do the do the photo shoot um I was like okay you know I went into that with genuine intention I was like okay you know you're a platform that helped me so like let me help you sure you know they Mm. reached out to me um on the 29th of last month and they were like hey you know um we're doing a reveal they were hinting at the reveal for a few months email black thought was. email black thought was hinting at the reveal for mm. a few months but they brought me into it like they hit me up on like the 29th of last month and they were like hey we're doing a um 
a paper magazine article for coming out day. So it's kind of last minute, but we would really like you to, you know, do the photos for it. And he was like, yeah, my um, manager is going to send you an NDA. So um, once the NDA is signed, I'll like reveal my identity to you. Sure. So I signed, it, it took like three, four days for the manager to send me the NDA. And then like at the last minute, they revealed who they were to me. So I was shook. I was like shocked because I'm like, oh my God, I've seen, you know, you retweeted on my timeline a few times. So you've mm-hmm. been under our noses the entire time yeah so um you know went showed up did my job as a photographer directed everything like the poses and you know from the mood boards that were sent to me and stuff and after the shoot like i asked isaiah that's the name of the person behind the account i was like you know a few months ago when you started hinting at the whole face reveal somebody told me that your name was nicole Mm. I, i didn't know anything else at that time like i didn't know like I didn't know they were out here, like, doing, like, sending people advice on, like, periods through the mm-hmm. DMs and, like, in group chats sending selfies of, you know, black women that they supposedly got off the internet pretending to be, like, this whoever person yeah. they were oh. sharing photos of. Like an ultimate oh. catfish. Right. Like, because, right. like I said, at the end of the day, like, I've never had a personal relationship with them like everybody else has. Thank God, like, everything, like, all the interactions that we've had through DMs, it was always, like, super casual. Like, oh, hey, how are you? What you been up to? Oh, hey, I'm shooting this. You know, I got this photo shoot next month. I'm very excited about it. You know, so on and so forth. Like, I've never shared any personal, like, sensitive information with them and neither have they. So, um... Yeah, I got hit up at the last minute, and, like, we did the the photo shoot we did on the 6th, and I had to hurry up and turn the photos back around before Thursday, the 10th, because coming out day, an article was being released on the Mm. 11th. So, you know, like I said, like, I went into this with, like, super genuine intentions, you know, you helped me, so let me help you, and when I did ask him about the Nicole thing, he was like, oh, a few months ago, um... I said something about Nicki Minaj, you know, like dating a rapist or whatever. And, you know, her fans like sworn my mentions and were like attacking me. <laughs> and he was like, those damn barbs. <laughs> Baby, they don't play. Yes, they don't. Like, I'm afraid of them. <laughs> 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 and he basically was like, um, they were threatening to like leak my identity because they had like my IP address or some stuff like that. So, damn. Girl. Like, them barbs be doing too much. Bitch, yeah. These bitches will get They do. Yes. <laughs> they do. So he was like, you know, I said something oh and they God. like threatened to expose me and he was like I scrambled and hurry up and made this name up named Nicole so I was under the impression that for a few months this was just like a title that he was carrying and I was like okay you know I understand because I've literally sat back and like refreshed threads and like I've watched barbs like expose people's sex tapes like post mm. people's phone numbers where they work like mm. there's yeah. there i've even seen barbs post people's social security numbers yeah what? like Ugh. it's so when he said that i immediately understood it. i was like oh, okay you know i didn't think any too like too much about it so that's like when the story came out and like at first it was like genuine like positive support but as time went by it just like was it changed just crazy and i was right. like i was at work yeah. So imagine like your phone blowing up and you get notification, notification, like notification. And then like you're trying to handle like the front desk, like you're trying to do this for this client and so on and so forth. And like you're scrambled because you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, right. yeah. hey, who can I transfer you to? So on and so forth. So it was just a crazy day for me. And like at the end of the day, like that situation taught me that nobody will protect you like yourself because it's like everybody that was involved in that situation. Um they knew that they brought me into that con- that into that situation knowing T that I didn't. Right. Sure. And nobody decided to say, you know, hey guys, you know, Nico 
didn't do anything. Like, he just was showing up and doing his job as a photographer. And it's just, like I said, like, at first I was sad and I was disappointed, but now I'm just, like, really angry. Because I'm just like, you niggas owe me an apology, but nobody has, like, reached out and given me an apology yet. Mm. So now I see how I got to deal with y'all. I see how I got to move Mm. and I have to maneuver around you. You know, I'm not going to throw any shade at anybody. I'm not going to say any names. Because your mama taught you better. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say, like... You niggas owe me an apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is just That's another road, a bump in the road that I will get over. But I'm still sitting in my emotions right now. And I'm allowing everything to flow in, through, and out of me. Mm. So, good. Yeah. good. The ev and flow. F and flow. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Well, this is growing up day. <laughs> so, <laughs> although we've caught up, we want to know what your growing up was like. Yeah. So, so like, when you... Uh, so what was your experience like growing up gay? I think I feel like you're I mean, I don't know, twenty one, you're so young. Oh my 22. God, still. Twenty two, twenty two, twenty two. But like so tell us about like your experience of like growing up gay and then like how you came out to your family if you've already done that. Have you come out? I didn't necessarily have to come out. Like I didn't okay. have to say it. Because like mm. when I was since I was a child, everybody knew. Yeah. Like, mm. You know, when you were a kid you used to wear like mm-hmm. the shirts on your hair, pretending like you had <laughs> oh, yes. everyone said I still right. do that. Why? <laughs> I still, I would like still. take my and I don't have no hair on my head, and right. I still like did. I would take the goddamn shirts and put them on my head, pretend uh-huh. like I had a head full of hair. I would walk in yes. my mom's heels. Yes, I would take my sister's um nail polish and like paint my nails and my toenails. Oh my god! Like, so I didn't necessarily have to come out. Like my mm. mom always knew, my dad always knew, mm-hmm. my aunties, uncles, they always knew. So I didn't necessarily have that coming out stage. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, growing up with a Caribbean family. You know, Koreans, they mm. are very like. Caribbeans are very. They still think we live in the 1960s and the 70s. I feel like they still think that y'all are living in like the night. Like, no, here it is. Here's what it is. Caribbean people are very performative when it Mm. comes to Christianity. Mm. Sure, Mm. because I think black people are performative when it comes to Christianity. Yes, but I I feel like (laughs) there's a slight difference with Caribbean people because I feel like religion. There's like a disconnect. I feel like culturally, there's a disconnect with the Caribbean. I think the rest of like North America and the black people. And, and I mean, granted, there's still plenty of ignorant people, plenty mm. of ignorant African American people. Mm. Um, but I feel like in the Caribbean, there is kind of like a dirt, that disconnect. Whereas in North America, you had you're kind of forced to see things like yeah. you're forced to see homosexuality. You're forced. To, it's, it's everywhere. It's in our media, right? Yeah. It's in our media. It's in it's in the culture. Whereas in the Caribbean, there's there's um, a lot of hyper masculinity and a lot of misogyny that kind of thinly veils that from the rest of society. So they're kind of, I always say they're kind of like a few steps behind in regard to the acceptance of, and it's funny because you have people that work in media like Shibata, for instance, I know y'all don't know who that is. Mm. Oh, well you do because you're criminal. But um, mm. he's a, he's kind of like Tyler Perry, but for Jamaican, Jamaican if you will. People. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, if you watch any of his plays, it's like clearly he's, queer mm-hmm. of some sort mm-hmm. but even he would stand there with his eyebrows as thin as Mariah Carey ah, and, and his legs <laughs> giving you everything and no sir no I'm not gay <laughs> oh my god and it's like sweetheart <laughs> sweetheart sweetheart the writer of the wall <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah that's unfortunate but yeah what was so so you like with the Caribbean upbringing 
did you and your parents still knew, but you felt like they weren't accepting of it, or were they? They thought accept- it was just the phase. They oh, thought okay. that like it's once I hit a certain age, like they mm-hmm. thought it would just like grow out of me. My grandmother, she spent years and years trying to pray it out of me. Oh like, God! Whenever she Girl. would like pray, I would be in the other room when I would hear her being like, you know. I don't want him living this lifestyle. I don't want him doing this. I don't want him being with a man. Ooh. You know, she would literally like pray to God and like yeah. try to like mm. pray the gay away, if you would say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my aunt, I love her because she was the one that like mainly, she was like mainly the one in my life because my mom and my dad, like my dad, I don't want to get into that. But <laughs> okay. Don't have but to. I had, my mom and my dad, they were like in and out of my life. So it was always my grandmother who would provide for me financially. But mm-hmm. as far as like being there, being a present figure in my life, it was mainly my aunt. Mm-hmm. And um, like when me and her, me and her are so much alike. And you know, when you're so much alike, like y'all bump heads a lot. Mm-hmm. So she would always get pissed off with me. And then she would like go on these homophobic rants. Ooh. Like, oh, your mom. Uh-huh. Your no, my aunt. aunt. Your aunt. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. And she would just be like, you know, you know, I don't like you. Can I say that? You sure can. Yeah. Oh, she- <laughs> I hate that word. You sure can. Oh, it was a part of the experience. It was yeah, a part of the experience. It's real. Yeah. yeah. And she was just like, you know, you always acting like a little bitch. Like, you know, I don't like that faggot shit. And mm. like, she would just like go off and me and her would be button heads. And she was the reason why I got my shit and I moved out of the house. Because yeah. me and her got into this one argument. And I literally felt like my brain was going to pop out of my head. That's, yeah. like, how much I was yelling and how angry I was. I was just like, mm. I can't do this shit anymore. Like, And, um, yeah, like, I would get bullied in school a lot. Mm. Like, I would get bullied because, like I said, I went to a predominantly black middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, my high school years, you know, niggas would say stuff. They would, right. you know say little shit under their breath but it was really 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 bad in like middle school like every day i would be fighting like middle school was the reason why i learned how to fight yeah like nobody in my family because i was raised by women nobody really Mm -hmm. taught me how to fight so middle school taught me how to fight like i would get suspended all the time i would always like be in fights i would be in iss because niggas was fucking with me Mm -hmm. so um it was this one time I got jumped by, like, these two boys. Ooh. And um, it was, like, towards the end of the school year. And, you know, they did what they had to do. Sure. And so did you. <laughs> sure. They did what they had to do. They they, they did they did their thing or whatever. And, like, um, I'll never forget, like, I had, like, my whole, like, left eye was, like, swollen shut. Like, wow. where they had, like, kicked me in my face. Wow. wow. And, um... I would have murdered someone. So oh, yeah. baby. And, um... I remember when I got home, like, after, like, we sat in the office for a few hours talking to the principal, you know, asking me if I wanted to file a police report and stuff like that. Um, and I remember when we got home out of the car and my aunt, my grandmother was like, well, maybe if he wasn't a faggot, <gasps> then that wouldn't happen to him. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So, I thought fought her too. Listen, oh, but it's just like, mm-hmm. you know. You two, sis, get in line. Like, Ooh, you next. Yeah. Wow. So how my, do how do you like reconcile these feelings now that you're in New York, you're removed from that situation, you're living mm-hmm. your dream, but you still have a family, whether you talk to them like often, but how do you deal with these emotions knowing like what happened in the past? Um, we don't talk about it. Wow. We literally, when we talk well, to each other, we act like yeah. it, that part of our yep. relationship didn't exist. Because mm-hmm. wow. like I said, like I have a healthier relationship with my family now. Mm-hmm. Like my grandmother, she still tells me that she prays for me every day. Mm. And like my aunt, she tells me that, you know, she's she, every time me and her talk, she's always like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You did mm-hmm. everything that your parents said. Like, 
you weren't going to do or like, you know, you mm. proved everybody wrong. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't even address that. Like we literally act like that part of our relationship is like non-existent. Mm. And like Vaughn said, like that's a black, that's a, that's a black that's thing. A black that's thing. a part of that the black, a black thing. thing. Mm-hmm. We act like mm-hmm. shit like that didn't happen. We act mm-hmm. like the, we act like it doesn't exist, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm. yeah, that was So like, what would you tell like your younger self, like that younger Nico from middle school? Like what would you tell that person now like what you know now bitch you got this um. <laughs> <laughs> I like, love bitch, that you yeah. got this you'll be alright mm-hmm. you know it's hard right now but yeah. you'll get through it and that's why like this last week like it's been very hard for me and I'm like taking a break from like I still use Instagram but like Twitter I've completely disconnected from that mm. I tweeted something the other day but like I logged out and I deleted the apps off my phone mm. and um, like Another person that really helped, like, get me through all of that, like, I've been a huge fan of Solange yeah. since I was, like, a kid. Like, mm. back Solo in, like, star. eighth grade, like, <laughs> Hadley Street Dreams. Yeah. Bye-bye. Like, you need to shut The album. I Solo star. I took it back. Yeah, but, like, Hadley Street Dreams, that was, like... Mm themes album of like my eighth grade year God and give, I was God like okay name. right like she sure. really snapped on that and like yeah. recently like I've been listening to a lot of her music and like I don't know if Solange knows but like her music is like spiritually moving like you listen mm. to the shit that she's saying and like the beats and like the just everything the like, production and everything she helps mm-hmm. like she's been helping me throughout this week she helped me like throughout middle school like I love Santa Gold too because she yeah. was like that mm. bitch to me in middle mm-hmm. school. You Bjork, like that bitch. Um, Mariah Carey, that bitch. Queen. <laughs> That's how you knew I was gay. <laughs> listen, listen. I forgot the name of that Alicia Keys album, but it's like a black and white photo of her, like when she looked like Catwoman. It's, it's like no, the one with the no. As, oh, I, am. as I am yeah that yeah. was another that album was that shit. helped me like mm-hmm. get through middle school like it's just like and that's why i was so sad at first like throughout this whole emo black thought situation because black women have literally protected me sure mm-hmm. like black women they have literally like raised me black women have literally like they, b- because of black women i would probably wouldn't have moved to new york you know yeah. they helped me out of my situation they gave me a place to stay so for that whole situation to take place and like people thinking that I'm like not genuine people thinking that I was a part of some scheme to get some clout or that I don't really care about black women like that shit really hurt my fucking feelings because I'm like y'all don't know me y'all don't know like what I have been through y'all don't know what I have the people that I know that I've known the people that I've had to know the people that I didn't want to know to get to like where I am now so Mm. for you guys to like sit here and make up these think pieces Somebody called me, somebody, like, throughout that situation, somebody was like, I'm a capitalist dick sucker. Wow. <laughs> and I'm people just like, with the crazy right. shit. Yeah, but right. I'm like, girl, and these people bro, got some like, real Twitter fingers me. all the time. They, yeah. they, don't I, I feel like a lot of people just make shit up just because they want to have an opinion right. about stuff. Right. And you they have no facts. They don't know anything. And they're like, well, this is what I heard. So it obviously must be true. Right. So I got to something to say about it. So and it's, it's just crazy. like for people to just be like, oh, like, I don't give a fuck about black women. I literally use them to get cloud or like a 
scheme or something like that, it really hurt my feelings because I'm just like, black women have literally nurtured me to get right. to where I am now. And I would never like do anything to intentionally disrespect them. Mm. No, I probably disrespected them when I was like 14 years old. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said some, some problematic. Problem. You know, that was back then. Like, we and that's now. the thing with like yeah. the whole Rihanna tweets when I was like making fun of like the domestic abuse situation or whatever. Like I was 18. I was in the fourth. I was in the eighth grade. Mm. I was like what 14 years old I didn't know better at that time but like I said you know black women they have literally nurtured me to get to where I am now so regardless of like whatever is said whatever people like see about me it's (sighs) no one wants their integrity and their name questioned because in this industry all you have is your name Mm -hmm. and you know, with that name, I want to know who are you dating? Mm. Ah, no, bye bye. No, 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 no. Who are you oh, dating? Not no, with no, this no, no, intro, no, 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 no. girl. That switch. Because I, I mean, I mean, I mean, switched you it. are you are Nico Cartel. You are so Nico Cartel. Girl, like, one of the girls, you know. No, I, I gave DMs. up on dating. You gave after, up. I gave up on dating like back in February because I was like hella disrespected. I don't think I've ever been disrespected like that before. Um. Basically, it was, like, this guy that I, like, met off of, like, Tinder. Mm -hmm. But we also had, like, mutual friends with each other. Mm -hmm. And, like, we... I was being funny on Tinder one day because I saw him on Tinder and I was like, oh, let me swipe right on this nigga. Let me just see what happens. Yeah. And then like literally like a couple hours later, it said like we match. You're a match. So he swiped right on me too. Mm-hmm. Probably trying to be funny or something. Right. Uh. So I was just like, oh, what a gag. Hi. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so like we was literally talking for like two weeks and he was like, oh yeah, I'm such a huge fan of your work. Like da 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 da. Do you like, do you want to do like a photo shoot with me? And I originally was going because I thought he was cute. I was like, oh yeah, we can do this for free. But I was like, Hell no, nah, bitch! I need my coin. Right. Yeah, don't right. ever do no shit. For so I got paid. I got paid. Not for no nigga. Right. I got paid, but um, we you went get paid out. with? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh yeah, he gave me my money. He cash up. He straight like he cash up me in my face. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, no, we didn't do anything after mm. that. But um, like we went out, and it was sort of like almost a date. It was me, him. And like two of his other friends that were also mutuals of mine, mm-hmm. and we went to Angels of Harlem and like we had brunch or whatever, had a couple mimosas. So we was like all kind of like tipsy and kind of like fucked up. And like while we were there, like we were standing in line for drinks, and um, two of his um, well, somebody came up to him and like asked for his number. Mm. And he gave the person his number like right in front of me. Oh my god! And I Damn, was, I was like, you know what? I mean, the god. <laughs> <laughs> the god. I texted the group chat. No, I was like, y'all will never believe what just happened to me. <laughs> and um, yeah. So wow. I so felt extremely disrespected. And I'm, you know, it's not an ego thing. It's not like, oh, I am who I am. So you have to respect me. It's just like. No, I, bitch, I am who I am. Whether <laughs> you log into Twitter or not, Girl, ho, whether I'm taking period. pictures or not, ho, like, yeah. you respect. You go, R E S P E, respect me. Okay. But, um, yeah, like, I was hella disrespected. I felt extremely disrespected. And, like, when I sent him his photos back, like, he was acting super weird. Like, he would post something and delete it, post something and delete it. And then literally just, like, acted like I didn't exist after that. So I unfollowed him. I deleted his number. Next, and I was just like, you know, full fledged deletion. Fuck okay, fuck dating. I'm done. Like, I haven't dated since then. I've like hooked up and like done little things, yeah. you know. But mm. let's get yeah. into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you are dating, what's your type versus your preference? 
Um, and I can break that down for you. Because, please do. Because we had to really break this down. Yeah, we okay. had to really deep dive. Okay. <laughs> so your type, because bitch, Siobhan had to even together. Your type is, you know, the values, the person that who they are at their core. I like someone mm-hmm. who, you know, they have a good personal relationship with their family or they mm-hmm. are spiritual. They have a, they have practices, you know, okay. the type okay. of guy. I want a man that's a protector, a provider, whatever. Okay. And then your preference uh. is I want a guy who is six, six two. foot two. Uh. Work skin, my type, honestly, I feel like if you do or you don't have a good relationship with your family, that doesn't like really mean anything because I didn't have a good relationship with my family, but sure. like I'm circling back around to getting a good relationship with my family. So, um, I definitely want somebody that has like goals and aspirations in life. You can't just go through life not knowing what the fuck you want to do. Um, cause I've always been the type of person, even when I was a kid, like I always knew what I wanted. So I need somebody that's like headstrong and like knows what they want out of life. And yeah, like I just, I hate wishy-washiness. I hate mm, indecisiveness. Decisiveness. Mm, yeah. I hate yeah. people who just don't know what the fuck they want. I like, hate that too. And I hate, oh shit, I shouldn't say the word hate. I don't like people that. Um, don't do the work and expect everything to be done because I'm Baby. the type of person like I'm a mm. I, I am a self starter I'm a hustler like if I want something I will relentlessly I will relentlessly go after it until I get it yeah I will lose sleep for it yeah I will not eat for it yeah and I just need somebody to match my level when it comes to that that's what's up because prayer without action is just a wish exactly so what about your preference what, what do you want to look like I definitely, I'm not dating a white man. (laughs) 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 No idea. We don't want no white men. No no pink dicks over here. Do you think white boys? (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I I definitely, yeah, white men, they're not my cup of tea. I definitely want somebody, you know, as I started dating, like, within the gay community, I've noticed that there's a, always this, like, mass versus mass. Mass sure. versus femme, Whew. sorry. Mass sure. versus femme. Uh, and then a lot of, like, gay men out here, they body shame, and I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I love yeah. me a thick boy. Mm-hmm. I want to cook me. I want to cook you some shepherd's pie. Yeah. Like, hey. I want shepherd's pie. Oh, boy. I shepherd's love pie. me a thick boy. So, ah. like, I'm not into, like, the... The super muscular. I don't muscular. like that. I was never really into that. Um, I definitely like thick boys. Like I like, you know, teddy bears. Yeah, I something like to that. hold on to. Right, makes like you feel that. good. It, it's getting <laughs> old. <laughs> right, you need something to warm you up. Right. Right. I like that. Um, I definitely like. Brown skin boys, like I, I love brown skin men. You know, light skin boys, they aight. Right. Mm. No, they they cute, but it's just like right. brown skin men. Like, I, I don't need, care for it. Like, shut up. I, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. That's why I looked at him. Like, <laughs> he love him a light bright child. Child, you know he but this but Vaughn like him light bright, almost white. First of all, Vaughn, you be out here dating ghosts. Oh my god, darling. Oh my god. But yeah, I love brown skin. I love thick. 
Um, I love me a full beard. Yeah. Mm. Beard something about it. Like, I love a full beard. Um, if they keep it up. And I don't like Yeezys. <laughs> Do not wear Yeezys. I'm sorry if anybody in this room wears Yeezys. Yeezys. <laughs> nah. If I see you in some Yeezys or Chelsea boots, it's a wrap. <laughs> My thing is the <laughs> cut jeans. My the, thing is the, the, ooh, the brunch boot. Jeans. The brunch boot. First thing first, I'm sick of the brunch boot being worn outside of the brunch boot season. <laughs> which is fall. You can wear that brunch boot October to January. Listen, no, the, new, the new thing is, is, is an Adidas sweatpants, the track pants, with the, with the brunch Chelsea boot. Oh. And I'm just like, what are you doing? I will call the police on you back. Fashion. Right now. That's fashion. not fashion. I have not so, seen that in Vogue. <laughs> you're my, if you're my preference, you definitely got to be a little thick. You got to have a little something on your bones. Mm-hmm. You got to have a full beard. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. But it's That's nice. It's preferred. Yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's preferred. Mm-hmm. Um, don't wear no damn Yeezys. Don't wear no French <laughs> boots. Do not wear no motherfucking bootcut jeans. I'm going to say hell no. Like, if I ever get a man and I go in his closet and I see bootcut jeans... I'm Angela Bassett in that. <laughs> like, I'm burning every last pair. Um, Dead Bernadine. Oh, Bernadine. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, also, I don't feed into that whole, like, mass versus femme thing. Yeah. I feel like femme tops. Femme tops matter. Blouse. I love them. Blouses. We love a blouse. I love, I love the blouse. blouse. I love, love a good blouse. blouse. Femme yes. tops. If you're listening to this, Fem Tops, you are appreciated. You matter. I love you. Okay. You matter. Don't feed into that other bullshit that these niggas be out here talking. Like, I love y'all. Because let me tell you something. At the end of the day, when you're in the bedroom, who really cares? Exactly. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Nico Cartel does not mind a little Mac on his back. (laughs) (laughs) But, all right. It's time for you. So, um, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> yeah, with that being said, so you're 22, so young, but you've already done so much. Mm-hmm. What do you see yourself going in the next three years? You'll be 25. What do you want to accomplish? What's your What's your dream? Um, I definitely want to um, shoot like. A fir- like my first magazine cover mm-hmm. I would definitely love to work with Solange mm-hmm. and like Rihanna um, Colella Ooh, um, I, I actually like I really want to work with Sade I know bad. she don't really take pictures like that anymore yeah. but I just really feel like I really want to work with Sade mm-hmm. um, manifest that um, Sade and the cover I really want to shoot my Shade first film I really want to shoot my first film and I want to do it all on like old school like Super 8 camera. I want to... Um, I've never traveled outside of the country. I have my passport <gasps> now. I went and got my passport. Like Beautiful. Yeah. So I really want to travel outside of the country at least once. Yeah. I definitely want to either go to Paris. I know it's super cliche. No, Paris is phenomenal. But this I either nice. want to go to... Um, just go. Yeah. I, my thing... I have this vision, right? Where I'm just so booked and busy and I'm able to fly all my friends out somewhere with me. Mm-hmm. And I really want to go to fucking Monaco in summertime. Ugh. That's and nice. I just want to get all of us a yacht, and we just all ratchet and popping yes. yes. on a yacht in the middle of the Mediterranean Ocean. And I will never stop saying that because, like I said, that we're repetitive. Gonna, yes. That's gonna happen. I'm that's gonna manifest that yeah. shit. That's, that's good. I, I want to find. We're gonna be throwing your ass all over Instagram. Uh, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like oh, I yacht. really want to go to Monaco. I want to go to Monaco. I also want to go to India. I also would oh, love, India's like again, Guatemala and like Honduras. Like I just really want to travel. Um, if I get into a relationship, if I don't, you know, whatever. That ain't the end of the world. It'll come. I got all day and all of my goddamn life for that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I want to shoot my first film. I want to work with either Solange or Rihanna. Both. Um, okay. Claim it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And what else? What else do I want to do? What's up? Do you want, y'all want to hear? No, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna hear. I'm not gonna say a long term goal because I feel like again, like the girls we listen in. Yeah, don't yeah. Do that. And just, I can't. Yeah, just keep it smart. <laughs> twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> no shade. No shade. No shade. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Well, Nico, we appreciate you coming on this show. I mean, Thank it's been a pleasure me. talking with you and getting to know you. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for just like bringing me into a non-judgmental environment and just like allowing me to openly talk about just like bullshit. Yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. like, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. Absolutely, judgment-free zone over here. Absolutely. Where can the people find you? How can they follow mm-hmm. you? How can they stalk you? Um, I'm not. I mean, You're I still have Twitter. my Twitter account, yeah. so you can follow me twitter.com slash Nico Cartel with a K. N-I-C-O. N-I-C-O-K-R-T-E-L, like Vibes Cartel. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing, Instagram, Instagram.com slash Nico Cartel, N-I-C-O-K-A-R-T-E-L. Um, yeah, so just look out for me. I'm look out. Well, I just followed, yeah. so. <laughs> I live. I go up. I, um... <laughs> I take my time, so if I'm not posting the way y'all want me to post, it's because I'm working <laughs> on the boat and I'm releasing things when I want to release things. So please She's be patient with me because I don't rush. I take my time, and that's yeah. why everything that I put out, it is quality. Say it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I'm not posting, don't think I'm ghost. Don't think I'm not working because, bitch, I'm working. She's working. I'm just not putting out things always. when you want me to put it out. So that's Period. just tea. Always. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nico. As always, guys, when you're listening, please, you can uh, follow <coughs> us on all of our socials. Yes. Um, you can follow Malik on Instagram at Malik Khalid Yoga. You can follow myself on Instagram at Vonagram. Wesley, what's the gram? Where can they go? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Wesley Lately, W-E-S-L-E-Y-L-A-T-E-L-Y. And also, you can reach out to the show on a myriad of different ways. Please look in the info box below we have all that information there for you thank you all for listening we hope you all enjoyed the episode as always tell a friend to tell a friend about the episode uh make sure you're promoting the show because yeah. word of mouth is you know how we word of mouth that's how, how we, we gonna grow that's exactly. how people gonna find out about us okay, be sure to write in for spill it <laughs> alright <laughs> yes you can always also email us uh, Vaughn at grownupgay.com Malik at grownupgay.com if you wanna you know have any questions if you wanna some advice if you wanna talk you know be a part of our spill it segment whatever it is let us give know. Vaughn hell cause he deserve it <laughs> give Vaughn hell especially for like light skin niggas lies lies girl what <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> bye y'all bye <laughs>